Hey everyone, welcome to episode 20 of the New Slang Podcast. I'm Thomas Mooney, the editor-in-chief of New Slang here in Lubbock. And uh, this week on the podcast, we have one of my good friends, Rodney Parker, on. Uh, he has this new record coming out called Bomber Heights. It's going to be coming out in September the 16th. And um, he's played some CD release shows already that if you went to one of those shows, you already have a copy of Bomber Heights. But um, anyways, like officially the, the record comes out the 16th of September. And um, if you look on New Slung Today or for the rest of the week, really, you're going to be able to find a uh, stream of one of the, the new songs on the record. And uh, anyways, yeah, so we sat down a few weeks back when he was here in Lubbock, and we just talked for, I don't know, probably about an hour and a half or so, just about music and sports and whatnot. And then, you know, then he played Blue Light, and, uh, you know, I'm telling you, like, Rodney Parker's band um, – has always just been so sonically uh, dynamic. There's a lot of like really cool things that they've done over the years. This record um, is very much the same, uh, just kind of like in a different direction though. It's a little bit more mellow, a little bit more chill. And um, not that he's never focused on the songs, but like it feels like this this batch of songs is about the stories within the songs more so than uh even before i guess so anyways yeah um just a few notes that we should probably get out of the way if you're not following new slang on all your social media go ahead and do that we're at the new slang or we're at new slang underscore lbk at uh, all that i'm messing all this stuff up we're at new slang underscore lbk on twitter uh you can search for us on facebook on um Instagram, all of that kind of good stuff. If you don't subscribe to the to the podcast already, go ahead and do so. Uh, if you can, go ahead and rate us and give us a review on iTunes. It'll help us out. And um, if you're a songwriter and you're not signed up for the singer-songwriter competition coming up at Blue Light, go ahead and uh, do so. Like It's going to be coming up this September. Uh, there's going to be five weeks of preliminary rounds. And um, then that finals is going to be Monday, October 19th, I believe. 17th, October 17th. So uh, if you're a songwriter and you haven't uh, signed up, go ahead. Spots are going up pretty quickly. Like I said, there's five preliminary rounds at September 12th, 19th, 26th, October 3rd and 10th and um yeah much like every other year um you know three people move on each week and then the finals all um in this case 15 of the songwriters will be then going against each other and we'll have a winner uh, runner up and all this kind of good stuff so yeah anyways uh if you're a songwriter and you haven't signed up go ahead and do so just a couple of other notes. Um, Thursday, September 8th, and Friday, September 9th, Flatline Cavalry will be playing a back-to-back -back, uh, show at Blue Light. They'll be playing both those nights. That Thursday is going to be with Troy Cartwright, and that Friday is going to be with Caitlin Butts. And, um, 
Yeah, like right now they're selling tickets. There's only like 100 pre-sale tickets available to those shows. They're going to be sold out fairly quickly. Um, so if you are interested in going to either or both of those shows, go ahead and get your tickets now. Um, we will be having a raffle. Well, not necessarily a raffle, but like we'll be giving away uh, a pair of tickets that are good for both of those nights. Uh, look on Twitter on our Facebook for details on that pretty soon. Um, some other little interesting notes. You know, last week we had Zach McGuinn of Dolly Shine on. Um, they're breaking up as a band. There's one more, uh, there's a, I guess, one more set of shows that they're doing uh, as a farewell tour, if you will. Uh, one of those shows is going to be at Blue Light. That's Wednesday, September 14th. Uh, go ahead and go to their official website for other shows that they're doing. Like I said, like they'll be playing shows pretty much through the end of uh, September before their eventual um, breakup. And then also, you know, right now, for these next two weeks, we're doing this Sweet 16 uh, tournament for Dalton Domino's Dust Bowl. And um, so right now, you can go ahead and go vote on all these different songwriters. Uh, Dalton Domino's Dust Bowl is going to be coming up in... October. That's the twelfth. It's a Thursday, and um, it's a really, really great lineup so far. Um, just for example, there's going to be Six Market Boulevard, Sean McConnell, Willis Allen Ramsey, Adam Hood, Jason Eady, Ben Hussey, Caitlin Butts, Travis Meadows, John D. Hale, Courtney Patton, Charlie Stout, Brandon Adams, Johnny Burke. Um, a lot of other great songwriters. Anyways, um, the Sweet Sixteen thing that we're doing is a bracket of, you know, 16 up and coming songwriters and artists. And, uh, one of those will win in this bracket. So go ahead and go to new find our bracket and go ahead and vote. There's, uh, like I said, 16 artists on there and there's 16 songs. So if you haven't heard of these, heard of these, uh, bands, go ahead and listen to them. It's a great way to find new music. Uh, when we were getting all these songs in and everything from them, it was really cool hearing uh, these artists that you know aren't necessarily well known, but like there there's a uh, there's some potential in all of them. Uh, just for a rundown of who's involved, it's gonna be Cody Jasper, Denny Her Heron, Billy Holder, Austin McManus, Eddie Sands, Gander Slew, Jackie Darlene, Cody West, Zach Coffey, Elena Kay. Skylar Hamilton, Davis Allen, Kirk Baxley, Jamie Weston, but uh, Bubba Wesley, and Ben McKenzie. So, um, yeah, go ahead and go to newslanglubbock.com, find that, and uh, yeah. Anyways, I guess right now I'm just gonna be rambling on if I don't just stop myself. So we're going to get on to the interview with Rodney. So uh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been over here. Yes, it has. It has. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Um, I guess the last time I was here, um, I, it was when I came up with uh, Red and Charlie. Mm -hmm. um, and that was probably, I guess, this last winter. But with the band, the pesos, I don't think, it might, might be like a year, a year and a half or two years since we've been here, which is odd, you know. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, we took a lot of time off to make this record. It ended up taking us way longer than we thought we were, it was going to. Um, you know, we, we started this 
record in September of last year, and we're just now putting it out in September. Um, so what time? What we thought was going to be just a little time off to make the record turned out to be like nine months. You know, so mm -hmm. but that was okay. You know, we it was good for us to recharge the batteries a little bit, and you know, um, and uh, be home and then be excited to get out on the road and play shows you know we've been doing it for 12 years and we never really took a break so it was it was cool but it i'm glad it's over yeah <laughs> do you uh when you when you're like you know off mm -hmm. that break uh is there anything in the back of your head thinking like man we gotta we gotta get out there because oh, i don't yeah. want people to forget us yeah totally totally is that always it, just... it drove me crazy yeah well so this is the first time i've ever done this and mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking that, you know, what was supposed to be like, let's take off maybe from, you know, we'll start back up in January or something and we'll take October, November, December to make the record. Um, uh, after that, and we still weren't done and there was no end in sight, then I was like, it was driving me crazy, you know, and I was like, we, I got to get back out on the road. I, not, not only because... You know, it's good for, you know, you can't, you can't break for very long because it's bad for your career, but I'll just, just my state of mind. Like I, I don't, you know, this, <laughs> I like doing it and I mm -hmm. want to get out and play shows. I mean, luckily I still go and play acoustic all the time, but you know, it's not the same. The band, you know, we were, we've always been a band first and then me, an acoustic performer yeah. is a secondary thing. You were doing that uh, with Red and Charlie a lot though. Yeah. This past. Yeah. So that was, that was fun couple. when we were, you know. I love doing that with them because they're both so talented, one, and they're great dudes to be with on the road. But um, it's a cool format because, you know, um, when you're swapping, you know, when, it's, when I perform just by myself acoustic and I, I don't like doing it, I don't feel like it's very, it's not good enough, you know? <laughs> so yeah. like, to be able to swap with those guys and we all play on each other's stuff, that was really fun. And so, you know, we we did several little runs where we like we did the uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and back. Yeah, I was gonna say like you guys went up there. Yeah, went up there and played shows up and down there, and then um, um, you know we'd come out here for some days and stuff. So um, that that helps to uh, kind of cure the the itch, you know, <laughs> uh, of of needing to get out and be on the road. Um, but uh, you know, we need to be playing full band shows. Yeah, when you're when you're out on the road with other songwriters who are known songwriters like what do you guys talk about uh you know because I, I can see like shafter just being all over the place yeah, obviously he's very much all over the place <laughs> uh i mean i guess just any and everything uh, you know um I mean, we do talk about music a lot but but um you know that's not all um you know shafter is definitely you know <laughs> it's like you could just talk about <laughs> well, whatever. You, you, you just know. have a podcast, so I so mean. you you know, yeah. He's uh, he's got he's got some crazy theories on Bigfoot and all sorts of all sorts of crazy stuff. But um, those guys are great to be on the road with. And I, we've got a, another show the, uh, coming up uh, at the Live Oak with us three um, in a week or two. So that's I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, see, I've always thought like the. I'm, I'm sure this is against the code of uh -huh. uh, song swaps, but I always thought it would be so funny, like, to be the first person and the first song you play is like the guy, like the best song of by the, the next guy. guy. Yeah, just so like you know, <laughs> that, gonna, that's a good trick. I'm, I'm gonna do that. 
I'm, I'm totally going to do that one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> you might like get your ass kicked like right now. But like if you right. if you do it like at 65 or something like yeah. that they're going to be like, "Oh, that's just that's just old Rodney. Yeah, old crazy Rodney." Yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea though. I don't know. I, I think that'd be uh, I'm, hilarious. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I just got to figure out what, who I'm going to do it to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Charlie. <laughs> I think like Charlie would just like Eh, whatever. Oh, he wouldn't care. He'd be like, that's great because that means I don't have to play. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. You think Red would have a an ego about it? He'd no. Be, no. No, I think Red would get mad. You think he I'm, would? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he'd get mad. I don't think. Both of those guys, all they, all they do is cut up and, and, and laugh and make jokes and stuff. So, now I wouldn't try it on a stranger, you know. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Red could, though. You know, he's a giant. He should do that. Yeah. No one's going to kick his ass. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, he's, he's, he's a pretty large man, so he's, he could pull it off a lot better than I could. Yeah. Well, see, you do it with Red. Just don't do it to Red. Right. Because then Red will have your back. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. One of those things. Yeah. Yeah, so this, uh, this new record, um, I, I keep on forgetting the – the name of it bomber heights right mm-hmm. bomber heights where where'd the name come from um I, I moved to um it's a neighborhood it's my neighborhood in okay. fort worth it's called bomber heights and i moved there about two years ago and uh you know it was um it was kind of a, a point in my life when i was you know restarting stuff um and so i moved out there and um and i thought that that kind of coincided great with the the shifting way we viewed the band you know and what we wanted to do and what we what we the future of the band and i thought well since this home and every my situation is brand new and it's called bomber heights um let's call the record that yeah because mm-hmm. it's in one of the songs though too uh, right right it's in road between none and Sun. yeah see you know the record obviously a lot better <laughs> than i do even though i've listened to it like the last week um i always feel like records you know, when you're listening to them, that's what I, I kind of hate doing, like, album reviews. Just mm-hmm. because you're you're expected to know the record right. within, like, a week or two weeks or something like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to know this record. Yeah, you got to live with intense, it for a little while. Yeah. Intensely, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, how is it with you, though? Like, on the other side, you're, you're around these songs for, since the beginning of them. Yeah. You, yeah. you get tired of them? Sometimes, Yeah. These are still new enough, and this record is still new enough that I'm not tired of these. And there are some songs that I never get tired of, but there's definitely some that, you know, when they come up on the set list, I'm like, oh, man, okay. (laughs) But but so these, no, I mean, even though we have listened to it so much and for so long, it seems, um, it's it's still in that exciting mode for me, so... Um, but I, I will find a way to get tired of it eventually. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. yeah, you you mentioned you know like the, at the record it took a while a while longer than you thought it was. Yeah, what was the the reasoning on that? What what? Well, mainly what, what it was was um, you know we did have some you know scheduling issues and like logistics and stuff, but mm-hmm. we spent a lot more time tracking than I had anticipated. Uh, we spent five weeks tracking, you know, five days a week. Uh, so and. We've never took that long to track a record, you know, and then it was another two weeks to mix. Um, and, of course, those five, those were spread out, you know. But mm-hmm. um, And the reason it took so long t- 
tracking was um, we I think we afforded ourselves like the luxury of of um, trying stuff out and and um, you know if this doesn't work we'll we'll scrap that part and 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 and, and get a different instrument or, or or let's change keys or you know there were several songs where we just like we were pretty far along with and and we were just like this isn't working delete we're not we're just we start from the beginning start over and get it to where it needed to be and so by having that philosophy it took a it took look a lot longer than i had anticipated but i think but in the end it was worth it to me yeah is that partly like um you know like your first records most of the songs are always just going to be a little bit more battle tested because you're playing them more right and you kind of have a better idea of what direction they're going in yeah or, or... yeah well and and um a lot of times too yes yeah, that's a good way to put it also um you know not all not all the time can you afford to to spend a lot of time mm -hmm. in the studio so you better come in with them how they're going to be and you just have to play them as a band and that's 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 your record you yeah. know and um so we were lucky to be able to to, to take the time and and um and experiment mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you've uh you've always kind of been um i guess like a lovick songwriter by proxy it's always felt like you're second part of, the, yeah. part of the club um and i love that i love that about this town and i we've been coming we come here so much that it really does feel like a home away from home i know that's a cliche um and uh you know i guess that that started because of thrift store cowboys mm -hmm. and um you know, I love all those guys, and and they were the first band to sort of take us under their wing. And by that, you know, and coming up here all the time, we've met so many great friends, uh, and um, I hope it always stays that way. You know, I I, I don't ever want to stop coming here. You know? Yeah, uh, I guess like Fluitz always talked about how I think he you know he said. Uh, he saw y'all's first show because y'all were opening for him, yeah. for them. Like in, yeah, the first I'm probably show. gonna make it up, but like somewhere in New Mexico. For it was some in reason. Santa Fe. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that was the first show I ever played ever. Was opening for, uh, what you know, I lucked into this because <laughs> you know just, but it was the first show ever, and it was playing with Thrift Store Cowboys and uh, Devochka, mm -hmm. and um, and so I went out there, and then immediately he and I were just like. I mean, that night we hung out all night and, you know, got drunk together. And then, you know, I listened to their stuff all the way home when I was driving because it was just me. I didn't have a band yet at that point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just after after that first day, we were like best friends, you know. Yeah. So, what year was that? Like, God, what did it have to be? Been like, had to have been 2001 or 2002, maybe 2002, I think. Yeah, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been, I guess, the... Uh, familiar with thrift store cowboys discography kind of been introduced to it as it's come along yeah i think i, I think then they had a couple of i think they had two records out or maybe just just the one mm -hmm. but yeah but i definitely as they sort of grew and transformed you know i was there to, to sort of witness it because we've always played shows together i you know I, of course i hear the records as soon as they come out or before they come out even yeah and so that was that was awesome you know um, to see, and they were always inspiring to us, you know, like they're, they're the reasons like we, we do the things that we do in the band, like have 
you know, the, the crazy stops or the, or the weird rhythmic stuff or whatever. Um, that all comes from watching thrift store cowboys shows. Uh, you know, um, we definitely would not be the band that we are without them. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if it was you or someone else who was talking about. Did you guys go at like thrift store, y'all, and like one wolf, one wolf. goal yeah. out like on this yeah. West Coast <laughs> yeah. tour? Yeah, we did. Uh, we went. I think it, I guess we started here, and then we went west out to L.A. and then all the way up to Seattle. You know, playing the whole way, yeah. and then back down through you know Utah and the and Colorado and all that stuff. And God, that was. It's a miracle we all made it out of that alive, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talk about some wild times. Uh, it was so much fun, though. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many shows it was. I think it was like 18 shows or, or 15 shows or something like that. But, you know, man, you know, rowdy, rowdy nights. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, you know, that's um, – of course, like in Texas, it's, it's always kind of like the, the weekend warrior kind of stuff, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday shows. Um, of course, like a lot of big bands, they'll go out on, you know, ten plus date tours. Mm-hmm. You know that, but that 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 right there was, uh, like you said like eighteen days. Yeah, at or, least or, or, or at least 18. like fifteen. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it was it was it was it was a long time, um, and you know, I was pretty worn out by the end of it. Um, but you know, and. It's, I'd do it again with, with, you know, a band like that that I love. Or, but going by ourselves, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like when, when you're out in, like, Minneapolis playing on a Tuesday night to, like, two people, you're just like, what, the, what am I doing here? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't like that with them because, um, you know, at the very least, you're, you're going to be partying with, like, your favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> so. At least you have, like, ten members in right. the audience. Because <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was actually a pretty well-attended tour because um, that was a route that they did do a lot or did mm-hmm. a lot. And so, um, you know, they, they would headline the shows and we would just open. But so. I don't know if there's really anyone from Lubbock who's gone out like that in a while. I don't like No Dry County yeah, they, they're, they, they're they're Colorado right now. Right now they? in Colorado, yeah. Uh, there's not really been a whole lot of like West Coast exploration. Expo- yeah, it's I, t- I think like Rattlesnake Milk. Yeah, has but it's tough to do because you know it costs a lot of money mm-hmm. and and um, you know because you're not going to make as much out there. It shows because no one knows who you are. Who you are. It's also tough because there's no point in doing it unless you plan on doing it quite a few times, right? Yeah. You know, if, if you're not going back. If you don't plan to go back to L.A., you know, at least once a year, you know, or mm-hmm. preferably more, then if you've really – there's con- kind of not a point in doing it, yeah. unless it's just for fun. Yeah. It's always – that's the thing I I think everyone does is the whole uh, – if, if the first time it doesn't work, like, let's just abandon it thing. Right. You know, and it's like – You've got to do it more than – Oh, yeah, you got to keep doing it. That's what, I think, like, that's one of my problems with Lubbock. Uh, or criticisms, not necessarily okay. a problem, but <laughs> like a lot of times here in Lubbock, people will try something out, and then it's like, well, this one time it didn't, it didn't work, work, so yeah. well, fuck it. Well, people are like that everywhere. Yeah, I think. well, I'm um, sh- um, sure, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you really do. You gotta, you gotta keep beating up, beating up, beating it up. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, 
and you know it's tough but you got to do it yeah yeah of course um what, you, what, what have you been listening to lately i'm gonna give you that open oh, ended i don't know i don't even know um i always hate that question when people <laughs> ask me <laughs> you know but. i mean just so much stuff you know there's nothing that's like oh my god i gotta tell you about this you never heard of this band you know you know a lot of times a lot of times i just I'll, I mean, listen to the classics, the same as everybody, does, you know, I mean, Bruce, you know, or, yeah. or, or Paul Simon or whatever. But as far as like a new band that, um, that I've been jamming a lot and I haven't, and that, that maybe people aren't talking about yet or, or, aren't, or they aren't that well known. I don't have one right now, which, which sucks. I need to, need to maybe explore a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at some point, like you just kind of stop exploring. Yeah. Like most people just yeah that's around like right after they get out of co or out of co college you know they, yeah. they just stop yeah and that's the music they like from for the rest yeah. of their life yeah and that's why like all your kids bands suck, you know yeah that kind of thing <laughs> yeah this generation yeah is. yeah um that's true and i don't want to i don't want to be that way mm -hmm. and i don't think i am it's just i don't have anything no, on the you. top of my head right now or um but i want to i want to find something to get you know i want to find some band that 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 uh, no one knows no one's, about. No one knows about. I want to be the cool kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you can just be like, "Have you ever heard of a uh, huh, huh? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> totally making God. up. God, you guys are so lame, man. Yeah, yeah. I always find it. I can't remember where where we were talking. Oh, it was with Drew Kennedy on this very podcast. Uh -huh. He was talking about how um, he always hates when somebody like shares the same band as you like yeah they're your also your favorite band and then they go well have you heard this by them and that other person's like no and then they're like oh, well then you're not really then like, you're not really and instead of just being like well hey let me get you a copy of this yeah you'll really enjoy it or, you know that kind yeah. of thing oh i know yeah it's like sometimes people take such ownership in their like of a mm -hmm. band that you know they don't want anyone else to to know sometimes you know yeah they're or, or you weren't there from the beginning or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty I mean, popular thing. I think it's, uh, for me now, it's not never necessarily that. It's always like, anytime I, okay, like in the last six months, there's been a whole lot of stuff written about Terry Allen. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, man, I should have written that. Like, right. they shouldn't have got that person. I should have yeah. wrote <laughs> that. That should have been my, my yeah, yeah. Like, So I just want to have, like, claim of all Terry yeah. Allen stuff. Like, no, 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 no. Nobody else. Right. Yeah. Like, that's my. That's my deal, and you guys don't understand it like but that's, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very pretentious, very. It's all right. Everybody I does mean. it. <laughs> Everybody does it. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. It's funny. Yeah. You guys opened for Turnpike the other day, right? Yeah, in Houston. Yeah. Down in Houston. Was that just one date or two? It was just one. Okay. Just one. We got another. There was like a. We got another one coming up at uh, in a week or two. We're in Bossier City with them again, and then we're going to have some more in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're they're taking a lot of time off in September because. Um, well, I think they're just taking some time off. But when they come back in October, I'm supposed to. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing some more dates with them. But yeah, love it. I mean, that's those are super fun shows. You know. Yeah. Because they're freaking. Packed, sold out. Yeah. You know, well, of course they're, they're yeah. sold out. I guess like right now, Dalton at Dalton Domino is playing up somewhere. I guess somewhere in Kansas or something like that. Both shows obviously sold out. Yeah. Uh, but that band Turnpike, you know, that's kind of 
in a way like a, a sister band or, or brother band. I don't want to say sister band. Yeah. Because you guys have a couple of mutual yeah, we have, bandmates. That's right. From uh, there. Um, Gabe, uh, their drummer, was our drummer for a really long time. Um, and he played on the Lonesome Dirge. He played all the drums on that. And then, um, so he's with them now. And then also Hank Early plays pedal steel for them. And mm -hmm. he played pedal steel for us. So I think he's played on, oh, once, you know, he played all the steel on this new record and on Apology 2 and on Apology 1. So um, he's, he was with us for a long time. We've known those guys for a really long time. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know how long ago we, we met him, you know, but we've, we've known him for a really long time and we always had a good time together. So, yeah, in a way that we're kind of, we're, we're those, one of those bands that, you know, you're linked to and always will be, you know. <laughs> What's yeah. his deal? Um, Bricks just walked by and flipped me off. I don't know. It's always, you know what happens on this podcast? If, if it's during the week, yeah. Uh, usually, like, we'll come around this time of day. But usually there's a little bit more people coming through. Yeah. And so, like, we're set up over here in the pool room, which is fine. I mean, there's a little ambiance yeah. happening. No big deal. But then people walk in and we're like talking real loud and then they'll just be like oh fuck i didn't are you guys on the radio right now and it's like ah, just don't worry about it like just walk on by leave us alone yeah you know no brooks was trying to sabotage us yeah so well of course there's always the bandmates who do that <laughs> yes too. yes that's true as long as he didn't do it on stage yeah well, when we did it with uh when i had the uh the one with paul coffin they kept mm -hmm. on bringing us beer. So they were like contributing to, oh, see right here. Oh. There you go. I take it back what I said, Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. He, he read my mind. Yeah. Um, what's been like the worst show you've ever had? Oh, jeez, dude. I've played some, 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 some really shitty shows. Um, one that comes to mind... One, one that comes to mind is um, we played at this place in Laredo that it was just awful and everyone hated us and they it was it was such a rough place that they had they actually had the chicken wire like not as a joke <laughs> right yeah. luckily they didn't hate us bad enough to throw stuff at us but um, that one was just like oh brutal you know like the, the, I remember the the manager came up when we were on break and was like you guys have to play different stuff like you can't keep playing this the same stuff and like this is what we did we don't know any other stuff you yeah. know <laughs> it was just miserable another bad one was uh we played at uh was it momos maybe in austin and um there was actually no one there like not even a bartender or a sound guy like there were zero people in the room besides us and we were like well like i guess we'll keep playing the song band practice know? band practice yeah that one that one was pretty funny and we've had shows where like you know especially you know austin's a tough town but like one other time in austin you know after sound check and or after sound check and doors open and all that then about 10 minutes before we're supposed to play they're like you guys don't just we're gonna close just take all your shit down don't even play <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, they probably had a conversation like while y'all were sound yeah, checking. Yeah. They were like, after they sound check, let's just go ahead and. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to. Yeah. No one's going to. No one's going to come. So, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, always weird about Texas. Like, Texas is a great state to play music in. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone always says, you know, that you come to Texas and there's places to play. 
but like still there's some markets in Texas that are just kind of you don't ever really hear about their music scene or hear about them being a a place where people go and watch or listen you know like what what which t- well, like you just mentioned, like Laredo. I've always heard yeah. like a lot of bad things. Not necessarily bad things, but how hard it is to play in like El Paso. Oh, right. You know, I played El Paso once. Yeah, there's, it is great, but it's so big that that there are parts that like, mm-hmm. like for 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 um, you know Americana or say or, uh, Houston can be a, a hard town. Yeah, uh, or has been for us. You know. Um, and I think it's it has a lot to do with how much radio support you, you get out there, and so and like East Texas is that's where I'm from, so I've spent a lot of I do spend a lot of time out there. They're just sort of now sort of embracing the, um, you know, Americana or, or Texas country or whatever you want to call it um, on their radio stations, um, and so that in turn means that up until now, you know, you would have a pretty rough time drawing anybody out there yeah um which i always thought was such a shame because it's like you know i love it out there it's beautiful like well, just play you know i just wish it was a you know a little bit more vibrant yeah yeah more accepting yeah yeah a bit more just more um, knowing about yeah just i just wish they you know had had kind of better radio uh, but they're, they're, they're changing that now and um i think with that they'll, they'll uh, there will be a culture change of of finding local music yeah, um, but yeah, I hope so. Anyway, you're just saying that just because you want them to stream <laughs> Bomber Heights on repeat. <laughs> that's right. right. That's, right. <laughs> that's a that's a very good uh, <laughs> marketing ploy right there. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, that's funny. There, there, used, there was a website for, the, for like one day where you could uh, type in your like your uh, your record to. On Spotify, you type it into this other website, and it would play it like nonstop. But oh, like really? Somehow, like multiple times, like 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 a like hundred plays a second or something like that. So <laughs> the idea being that you could make a bunch of money, because um, or you know, because the streams you know eventually do yeah. add up. But uh, they got shut down like a, a day into it. I didn't do it, but a bunch of my friends texted me like, "Hey, dude, you can go to this website and do this thing." <laughs> yeah, there was a. I guess probably like two years ago, there was a band who put out a record. Like they, they figured, I guess like for each play, you have to play a song, a minimum, like for a play to count a minimum of like 40 seconds or something like that. Oh, okay. Or a minute. Or, I, don't, I can't remember. They, they, I think it's like, like a minute or something. Okay. Like that. But what they did was they made a record and all it was was silence. And they told like all their friend, all their fans and friends to play it at night. From like right when you go to bed to like right when you wake up. No way. Or if you're like if you're at if you're at work, just play it and like it would play. And then like finally Spotify caught on. That's so And then like funny. they they so paid them because. Right. But they took the record off and what well, they had enough money to fund a actual record. So. That's brilliant. Yeah. But who of course. Did, who did this? Can you say? No, I don't know who it is. Oh, That's okay. so I'm just I, I don't know who, but so that. In one way, it's brilliant, but then also it's like, I, I can't remember the name of that band. Oh, dang. It was the Rolling Stone. No. no. Tom Petty, I think, is the one. Yeah, who, yeah he's, he needed some, his, he needed, his, his GoFundMe didn't kick in. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever done that? I haven't yet. Um, um, I thought about it. I thought about it a lot, but I just haven't, haven't done that yet. 
Um, but I, I know it works wonders for people. Yeah. What, uh, I always like looking and seeing like the, obviously there's going to be, but you can get a CD, MP3 download, t-shirt, right. poster, but sometimes there's just some like weird shit you can get. Yeah. Not necessarily weird shit, but like some like, Oh, I didn't think like anyone was going to, uh, for example, like Drew Kennedy on his, you could buy like a baseball hat with like a Drew Kennedy, like a new, like limited edition Drew Kennedy logo or something like oh, that. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. So um, I know people do like house shows and stuff too. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've always wondered how, um, why like certain venues just won't pay for a house show or like a show. Like yeah. on there, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, because some uh, I'm sure it'll be cheaper on some. It would be cheaper technically with some right. bands, but like right. you, typically also when you buy a house show, you're getting like all the cool stuff. So right. like if you're the owner, you'd get like all of the cool stuff, yeah, and then book the band. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I wonder if the band has the right to be like, no, we're not gonna. Yeah, do that. Huh? I don't know. Um, <laughs> man, I had a, oh, you know, I always thought would be cool too. This is something. It's kind of related to this, but not really. Uh, I think it would be awesome if there was like baseball cards for bands. <laughs> I would I would love that idea because actually, I was a uh, baseball card nerd when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and so was Zach. Zach's dad actually used to work for Beckett Magazine. You know the, yeah. the magazine that shows you how much they're worth. So he's got a bunch of like really cool stuff. But I still have mine from when I was a kid. I actually went through it and looked the other day, and I found a uh, Derek Jeter rookie card. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know I had. Like it's not one that I bought. It was just in my big stack of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a closet full of baseball and basketball and football cards. Oh really? So, yeah. <laughs> I guess like every. I thought every like kid does. there for a minute. I was like, man, I'm gonna, you know, really look through them and see what I can sell on eBay, and then. You know, like a couple of days looking through, I was just like, shit, dude, this is like too much effort, too much work <laughs> yeah. to like figure out what is actually worth of, anything. of value. Yeah, I know. Because there's probably some in there that like are error cards or, you know, or mm-hmm. that you wouldn't just know the guy's name, but like yeah. you have to like look up. Well, I know like one of the cards is a Brett Favre rookie card, but like oh, they misspell wow. his, his last name. Really? Yeah. They do the RVE thing or whatever. Yeah. That, that's cool. That's got to be like worth some some. Coin. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'm sure it is somewhere. Yeah, but then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the baseball cards. So you you collected? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. I loved it. I yeah. Loved it. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 for your idea of the of the baseball card and for, for bands for bands. Yeah. yeah, and you can put like instead of instead of your stats on the back, it could be like what bands you were with. You know, like per like, year. Yeah, years, yeah. <laughs> and like how many shows and like how, how many records you put out and stuff. That would yeah. be pretty cool. How many times fired? How many, let yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Shit yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, I like be, it. I don't know. Something, I don't know. I think it would be fun. It would be, it would be awesome. You know, I, I just don't We need how. to get blue light to make them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was honestly thinking, I was like, when I first thought of it, I was like, man, that'd be cool. Like if we could just do like Lubbock. But yeah, just... Because I was thinking, like, with Landon shots, like, if Landon shot basically everyone playing live everywhere, be like, okay, let's see how much it right. takes to make baseball cards, you know? Because if they make them for, like, you know, Little League, Pop Warner. Yeah, it can't be that much, right? Then you yeah. can make them for sure. all the musicians. Yeah. That's a great cards. idea. Dude, uh, you, should, you should totally <laughs> make that happen. Kickstarter that. <laughs> yes. Basically. Uh, yeah. 
But then you'd also have to count on everyone keeping up with their stats. Yeah, and not and not uh, you can't can't make up your own, or you can't just trust them to be honest about yeah. how many times they were fired. You know, well, like how many like how many shows have you played this year? I don't know. You know, yeah, so you, you have, have to look. Kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> it will be cool though. It will be really cool. I think I, it's I support your idea. It's, it's a lot better on paper than like yeah. <laughs> execution, probably. Well, I don't know. I guess you could you could like go to their go to their website and maybe look backwards on their yeah. calendar. Yeah, no, I'm sure some. So, I'm sure some way. way. There's a way. Yeah. Just ask their agent. Like, how many shows do you play? Yeah. yeah. What What do you think would be like the the rarest? The rarest. The, the rarest. The, the rarest card that we like we would hypothetically make that like everyone I, would be fighting for. I don't know. I mean, like, it would be up to it would be up to how many we like, made. You, you would know. you would you would make it rare. So it could be like the rarest ones should be like the most badass ones. So like. You know, you know, make like only do like five Joe Elys, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we won't talk about the ones that you'll do the most of because obviously, <laughs> I'll talk about it. I know, I know you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, once you get into the major leagues, you get a whole lot of baseball cards made, anyways. Right? Yeah, yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, definitely, you, the, you need to. The, the the badasses only just do a very limited run. Yeah, you're a baseball fan. Yes, big Rangers fan. No, I mean I am. Um, you not anymore. I no, I am. <laughs> um, I mean, there are guys who are way more into it than I am. But I, yeah, I do love the Rangers. Yeah. How many games do you watch? I don't. I've only I've only gone to watch two this year, and then you know, on TV, it's not often that I'll sit down at the beginning and watch mm-hmm. the whole thing. You know, yeah. every pitch. You know, that's what I love about the sport is you can. It's you can I like just having it on. You know, yeah. watch a little bit. You know, while I'm doing something else, talk. You know, or I'll sit at a bar and just stare at it. You know, so. Um, but I'm not. I've never been. Like I don't just watch every pitch of all nine innings that that often. Yeah, but, um, I think like you know, baseball is two things. It's like the great, yeah, the background sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and two is like it's the great like regional sport. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Uh, that's why, like, I'm against like interleague play. Yeah, you know, like, because it makes it too. I don't know, uh, national. Right. I do love know. that. I do love the the regional aspect of it. Um, I wish it, it was even more so, you know, than it yeah. is. But uh, talking with Drew Kennedy, like, you know, he's a big Phillies fan. Oh, and, of course. And right. he said that. Uh, I asked him the, the same question, like, how many game, how many Philly. How many Phillies games do you watch or listen to while on the road? And he's like, almost all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, at least, part, you know, not the whole. Right. But almost, he's, he'll, yeah. he's checking it. He's one of these guys that'll be like, during the podcast, if there's a game, like, checking his phone to see the yeah. score or whatever. That's, yeah. Well, I, he I said, like, it, it works so well for him because, you know, that's a East Coast team. Yeah. And so, like, games are, uh, started early uh, in the East. And so, like, it's. Typically before he's playing, yeah, he's able to catch some of it, or like he's driving and he just has it on XM radio or something. Right? Like. Yeah, that is that's cool. Um, I didn't know he was such a diehard fan. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got to poke fun at him about that next time I see him. <laughs> did you play baseball? Did I play? I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I played little league and all that, but I didn't yeah. play in high school. I was never very good at it, unfortunately. I, even though I, I loved the game so much, like yeah. I wanted to be good so badly, but yeah. I was so bad at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not that good. 
or I wasn't that good. I played yeah. like just a couple years and was just like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. This, oh, this is horrible for me. Yeah. My little brother, though, he's, uh, I guess he's like 15. And he, uh, I was talking to him the other day and he was like, yeah. I asked him, like, why he didn't play this last year. And he was like, yeah, because uh, well, it was just getting too boring for me. And I'm like, you cocky You're asshole. Right. Oh, right that's now. a 15 year old answer if <laughs> yeah. there ever was one. I'm like, oh. it's too boring. Yeah, I'm like, dude, what do you mean? Like, it's too boring. He's like, well, I'll play in high school. Right. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The whole, uh, what, what did you, what, what were you like at 15? So I'll tell you how my little brother yeah. is. I was, I was very awkward, um, extremely awkward kid. Um, you know, like in, the, in those awkward teenage years were, were especially so for me. You know, I, I was a, had terrible acne, you know, and I was so shy and nervous and to, and so, um, yeah, um, in a, in a way, probably like a, uh, I mean, maybe I was, was I a dork? I think I might've just been a dork. Fucking <laughs> baseball cards. Uh, yeah, no, well, at that point I'd started to, you know, I found music, you know, yeah. my own music. I mean, probably when I was around 13 or so, did I start like really branching out into music that I could find on my own. But by then, I was pretty far into it, you know, and um, that's probably what I identified most with at that age was, you know, some sort of music thing. But yeah, um, but I definitely like I look back like at pictures of me from, from that time and I'm just like, oh, man, look at you poor bastard. You don't even <laughs> know how ridiculous you look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, like when I was in like 14, 15, I wasn't really even into music. You weren't? No, like it, because I think part of it was just because my my dad was always the um, oh, you don't have to buy CDs music's on the radio oh, kinda, right. like that kind of guy so and three radio stations you pick up in Fort Stockton sure. so um, it was uh, and obviously like you're uh, really just listening to what your parents have listened to yeah. for so long and so then you know I guess it was kind of a on that aspect I, I really didn't like, of course, I listened to music, but I wasn't, like, obsessed or anything. Yeah. You know, what, what were you into then? A whole lot of sports stuff, like really? basketball. Like, um, big Mavericks fan. Like, uh, I, see, as far as, like, Drew being, like, a watching or listening to every Phillies game, I'm the same way with the Mavs. Of course, that's only 82 games, but I watched at least, like, 90% of the. Did you really? Yeah. Man. So. so you, uh, speaking of Mavs. When he was a kid, Brooks was um, he was one of the kids that wiped the sweat up at, oh, the, really? at the game. Yeah, I forget. I don't know if they call them ball boys or what, but yeah. Yeah. So he got to meet all those dudes, all their autographs, you know, of all all the teams that came in, you know. Yeah. What what a what a like dream thing for a kid to have, you know, like when he was yeah. like eleven doing that. Um. That's I, I never I never was basketball. Never I never really got that far into it. For me, it was always always baseball. Yeah. I, I don't know, like. None of that is cringy. What I always think about, like, whenever you're a kid is, like, just the dumb shit you bought. Yeah. Like, just imagine, like, how much money you would have right now if you no. just yeah, <laughs> didn't buy all the dumb stuff like your parents told you. Like, don't buy that. Right. Just, like, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, kid, kids are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, you know, like, this weekend, speaking to my brother, uh, he wanted to go to the mall to find a watch. And... You know, my buddy Jeff was like, wait, 
kids are wearing watches. Yeah, I never wore know. a watch. And obviously, if you have a damn phone, you don't need a watch. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I said, you know, I think it's more of like this fashion statement kind of thing. Right. It's like a big it's face like a, on it. One of those and ones. it's like, I told him he, he had to buy it from the mall, you know, like right. instant gratification. And I was like, let's just look online. Yeah. And I'm sure we can find something cheaper. But right. no, no, it's, no, had to go do that. So he had, he bought one, and it's not even like a good looking watch, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's another thing about kids is that they that they have poor taste. Yeah, <laughs> in lots of things. Yeah, especially uh, the way they dress, or at least I could, I sound like such an old man, but like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look at the, look at these idiots. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what band did you listen to back then that you were just oh, like man, you, you look know. now and you just cringe? Yeah, no, I don't know that I just cringe if there's any, but you know, I, I was, uh, you know, parents always listen to country, you know, just like everybody else's parents probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always listen to that. But then, you know, when I started to kind of, when I was around that age, you know, thirteen or fourteen or fifteen or whatever, that's when like the whole grunge thing started happening, which I thought was so badass. You yeah. Know? Um. Looking back on maybe some of those bands, I'm like, well, no, no. Some of it's still cool, obviously, yeah. but some of it, I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not all that. Yeah, stuff. it's it's weird because, and I, I think you could probably do this with every decade, but I feel, you know, since I grew up in the '90s, you grew up in the '90s, right. essentially. Yeah, it feels like some of those bands, like, just dated a whole lot worse than. Like bands from yeah. the '80s or '70s or '60s, for sure. Like, there's, I guess, more timeless music in those decades. Sure. Yeah. Where like a lot of stuff in the '90s, I felt like it was either really, really good or like it just did not age well whatsoever. I agree. Yeah. With 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 the the um, that all that grunge stuff and all that, I think that that was like a it was a that because it was I mean everybody was way into that it was huge the thing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was more of a. A, like a cultural thing about you know expressing some sort of attitude and, and, and dressing this way and then it was about like um because there was a lot of like bands that had a really low level of musicianship during that time you know and other yeah. decades didn't have that as much i don't think but some of those bands because it was all about the you know the way you look and how distorted your guitar is and everything and so you didn't really have to be that great and i think that those are the bands that I think don't age well at all. You know, yeah. it just sounds like just bad music, you know? Yeah. Um, which, you know, back, you know, you think like back in the 60s, say you didn't, no one got to go and make a record if they weren't like very good at their instrument. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's so we- Okay. Like I've always heard this story, but I was reminded of it the, uh, just last night. I was driving home. I guess like Cibro has like a, a radio show on XM on that outlaw country station. And he was talking about like the Sir Douglas quintet and about how like, um, you know, that's Doug Som and like Augie Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all from Texas. And yet like the only way they were able to get any radio play whatsoever was that, uh, I can't remember the guy's name who cut their record, but he told them like, show back up in a month and like have all your friends like grow your, their hair out and we're gonna call you guys like sir douglas quintet because it sounds more british because like you know no just the way. british invasion shit was <laughs> so in vogue like, like they were letting all these like really shitty bands 
yeah. come over and play just because they were British, you know? Right. And That's so funny. It's kind of weird, you know, like to think. That is weird. Man. <laughs> I heard a story once about a band, and I wish I could. It's not going to be. I wish I could think of which band it was, but it was around that time. You mm-hmm. know, the British invasion and all that. Well, one of these British, one of these British bands had like made a record, and but then broken up, and then uh, but they they were popular over here still. So some a group of guys over here <laughs> pretended to be them and like booked a tour and everything wow. under their name, <laughs> and they ended up like moving on to bigger and they were really you know good musicians that made had legitimate careers. But that's how they started. But they're like. They broke up, so let's just pretend that we're then. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's dr- pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and just play all their tunes, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, like I guess every movement, every movement, every scene, mm-hmm. uh, you know, jumps the shark at some point, just it because does, of like yeah. all the the people who because yeah, there's money to be pretend, made off I of guess, it. You know, yeah. yeah, because there's money to be made off of it. it people are going to try, and then that's when it gets you know turns turns to shit you know yeah i guess you shouldn't just never really judge a of movement by like the worst yeah i think yeah aspects of it yeah know? maybe just because i mean like you could look at grunge and be like grunge sucks because yeah. grunge really uh without grunge like nickelback and creed wouldn't be around right you know so, so, i guess yeah oh i i think so oh, maybe I, like one biscuit too you know <laughs> oh yeah i I agree with everything you say. Um, yeah, but maybe it's, yeah, it's probably just better uh, to. It's probably more fair to judge them by the the best of of the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, I guess what what got popular lately was the, I don't even know. Like maybe it's already passed, but like the Americana movement, as far mm-hmm. as like the, um, the. Like Mumford and Sons version oh, yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. like the big grand, yeah, anthems blasting, kind of. Yeah, well, after Mumford and Sons, like everybody, everybody was trying to copy them, you know. So there's yeah. like all these bands that were doing that same thing. I, you know, they're probably all broken up by now. You know, yeah. <laughs> that that sort of copycat stuff doesn't ever stick around very long. Yeah, you know, like I guess like Mumford's last record, they. Uh, it was like a rock and roll record, like, wasn't they, it? Yeah, they plugged in, essentially, you know. Yeah. And uh, I joked, like, you know, like, there's all these bands who were already plugged in, and then, like, they were like, well, f- man, let's unplug. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, they're, <laughs> I guess, on that same career path as Mumford, trying to do what they're doing. And then it's like, you know, they plug back in. Yeah. Or plug in, and then it's like, well, what the fuck <laughs> do we do now? You know, yeah, like, what do we do now? <laughs> That's funny. Like that, like that Forrest Gump scene when he's, like, running. You know, and then he decides oh, he like he's going to stop. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, well, what do we do now? Yeah, and they're just standing there as he's running off. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I applaud Mumford and Sons for, for you know, was, what's that guy's name? The main guy? I've read, I've read um, Man, if you had a net, Marcus yeah. Mumford. Okay. Yeah. Um, I read, I guess, like a little snippet of an interview or something, and it was like, I don't, I don't want to be known as just this, you know, so completely change our instrumentation and you know this was at the height of their popularity before they made this new record yeah you know and a lot of people were like well it's crazy you can't do that like you just <laughs> y'all are blowing up so huge but i said good for him mix it up yeah i don't i always give a whole lot of shit to mumford yeah uh 
I don't think they're probably as bad as I always say they are. But I do think that like uh, Marcus Mumford has been a part of a few projects that have been really cool, like uh, the like the new basement tapes. You know, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that stuff was really good. And then he was also like on the Inside Llewell and Davis soundtrack. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like that Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Really? Yeah. Um, I hear that I need to. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not as good as like I thought it was going to be. Really? But like it's still good. Like it's Coen Brothers. So. Yeah. Yeah. I need to check it out. Um, yeah, I don't. I never. I never listened that much to them, Mumford and Sons. You know. I mean, I hear what you. The the songs you can't escape hearing because they're mm-hmm. everywhere but um starbucks and yeah uh, but i never had any records um but i i did i did uh listen to that new basement tapes you know and, yeah um, i liked i liked his his input a lot on that yeah um but i never thought they were bad i just thought i'm sick of hearing this you know, yeah I, I don't know why they're so revered maybe but i never thought they were a bad band yeah i think it's just weird that um, and I guess this kind of happened in the 60s, too, whenever the Stones and the Beatles came over from mm-hmm. England, the Kinks, all these great British bands. They were, like, reintroducing American music to mm-hmm. Americans, right? Right. Because, like, during that time, a lot of stuff was getting real bubblegum pop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess, like, it's sort of the same thing maybe happening or was happening with Mumford because... Uh, to a lesser degree, like this British band reintroducing Americans to like American music, you know? Yeah. To Dylan and that's uh, kind of true. But I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if I want to give him that like that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't know. You you really don't like them? <laughs> no, I don't. I just don't. I just think they're they're too easy to like. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it, you know what? Like, you it's know just what one I, of those bands where. Okay, this is the thing. It's I don't know how that can, that kind of band can be your favorite band. Right. Like if you have the record or you th- think they're okay, like that's fine, but th- some bands I just don't know how they're your favorite band. Right. I, I don't Cuz there's like a better version of them somewhere. Right. No, yeah. I would agree with that totally. Um well, I think it's, you know, th- maybe people that say that they're their favorite band are more casual listeners of music, you Yeah. Know? It's easy. Yeah. It's, you know, they're an easy, they're an, it's an accessible band. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to like them. And like you said, and, um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I tell you what was annoying was like, I would during that, when they were blowing up or whatever, I would hear, hear bands, you know, that they would sort of affect their voice with that some sort of weird accent when they sang like him mm-hmm. you know <laughs> just because that's the way he sings yeah. like with some and i'm like you're from i know where you're from dude yeah <laughs> well, it's like an outfit by drive-by truckers jason isbell says yeah don't sing with a fake british accent yeah that's right you know? so just don't do that just don't do it um what is interesting though and, and this is like i think one of the, the good points about uh i guess like the rebirth of, of Americana as far as Mumford or Avid Brothers, that kind of stuff, um, uh-huh. is it's made Texas and Oklahoma bands that were more roots rock mm-hmm. more relevant and, like, I guess more uh, praised. You know? Yeah. Like, Turnpike obviously has, like, some deep roots in roots rock. Yeah, and, yeah. And I but- think, like, that just 
in a way helped them. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I think I think that's true, and 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 um, anything like that that can, you know, that does nothing but help all of us, you know, um, for for the this sort of resurgence of Americana. Um, it's, yeah, but you're right. The, the more roots rock, you know, because I don't know, I don't think the people that like Avett Brothers probably like country music or or very, very country music, yeah. you know. Um, even though troubadours are country too, but, yeah. um, but like, um, you know, I, I think they would have a hard time with like, I'm, I'm not going to name anybody, but somebody that's more, more, you know, kind of traditionally traditional country. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, like Turnpike is always that band who, like my friends who aren't into country music, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't like country music, but. I like but I like them. You know, like that kind of thing. Right. It's very. It's just well, and it's because the, the songs are so good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that wouldn't happen if it. Yeah. If, yeah, of if the songs weren't just so good, and, but I, I don't know why that's so true for for things that are country or rootsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's changing, but like it's, it, it's so many people are just like I don't, I don't, I can't do country, can't do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah. why is that? Like I, I don't know why. I. It's like it's 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 I think maybe considered like. You know, like less intelligent, and a lot of it is. But there's, there's I mean, there's bad music in every genre. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, it is part of the, um, part of the like they think it's like dumbed down. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it's also a part of. Uh, you know, we're all from Texas. We're all right. like from the South. I would guess like ninety percent of our parents listen to country music, right? And in a way, like it goes back to them just still trying to rebel against their parents right in this that's one true. little way yeah. i don't know i think that that's probably true yeah yeah i don't know it's yeah it, but it's it's an odd thing you know i don't know i guess there's some people who say the same thing like I, oh i just can't listen to hip-hop you can't do it you know when it's like what about if it's good really good yeah. you know <laughs> yeah um you know but like no one you know probably no one says that about rock music like even my dad probably likes some rock songs you know and he's yeah. like a i mean he's cowboyed out man you know <laughs> yeah but a lot of stuff like think about all the bands that are uh you know from the 70s or 60s um who were called rock and roll then but like they would be called country or alt country now oh sure or, or americana whatever the case totally is. there's a bunch you know, of you know it's, it's what it's what they were yeah you know they you know just roots rock you yeah. know i mean they they were so uh, just because they had long hair and stuff and more tight jeans, but you know, I mean, it's it was it's American roots music, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Now, that 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 slowly changed over time to where maybe not not so much from the '90s, you know, and all that, mm-hmm. been been 2000s, but yeah, that back then for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, the other day, I I guess it was just li- literally yesterday, Paste put out like this top 50. I saw that. Alt country. Did you see that list? Yeah, I saw that list and I read through it really yeah. quickly. I guess I did it. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. I had some interesting stuff on there that yeah. I didn't know. What do they call it? Alt country? That was yeah, like, I think that it was, was like top 50 alternative country. country. Yeah. So like Katie Lang is alternative country? Yeah. I There's some stuff like on there I was just like, well, I didn't think that would be yeah. really considered. Like My Morning Jacket uh, is still moves. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't. But, 
necessarily it, think that was. It's not what I would call alternative country, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and even then, they were like, you know, we left a bunch of people off because they're not. Even though they're kind of country, they're not an alt country. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I think like that. Uh, <laughs> I think still like too far to care should be like number one or, oh. or number two on that list. Absolutely. No matter what. Yeah. I mean, that's my, that's one of my favorites. Um, I don't even remember. So was it ranked like number one was supposed to be the best? Yeah, it was ranked. So, uh, so what was number one? Well, I don't remember. It wasn't like what I thought it would, should have been. So like I thought like Wilco Heartbreaker. Right, it was a Wilco song. It was. A Wilco record, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, Heartbreaker, Too Far to Care. Um, those would be like the, you know, classics. Yeah. Um, but it was also like ranking all alt-country. It wasn't like alt-country of the last right. 30 years or 25 years or something. Uh, here it is. Hold on. You know how, like, the internet, like, it's always so fast whenever you don't necessarily need it. And then you're, like, <laughs> trying to pull something you up and you're, like, shh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> There's, like, Wilco's, uh, was it Yankee Hotel Foxtrot? Yeah, it's, I, I know it's not that, though. Oh, okay. That's, like, it, I would have remembered that. Right. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, I don't think I've, I'm not to the to it yet, but... No, it's uh, Uncle Tupelo. Oh, okay. Um, number two, Lucinda Williams. Carl was on a gravel road. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I guess Wilco being there is number seven. Ah, I see. Well, that explains, you know, Uncle Tupelo. Like, Heartbreaker 13. 13. I know, that's too low. Yeah. And where's too far to care? Way down in the twenties or something? Uh, let's see here. Twenty. Not cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know Jeff Dennis. Yeah. Like Jeff. He he's never really gone down the rabbit hole because he, he he always says you don't want me to go down this like rabbit hole about how too far to care is the best <laughs> record. Like, oh, ever. dude. And I mean, like, no, just do it. Just one day, just that, please. That's what like it changed like everything for me because I I mm-hmm. was I was you know like I don't know how old it was when it came out. Fifteen well, or it sixteen. It came out like in '97, which sure. that's the thing is like. I would have been 97 and that's so that is timeless. Yeah. That's like funny. it feels like it could have came out 2007. Yeah. Or n- next year. Yeah. Oh, for, totally. You know, totally. it's a timeless record. You know, I, but I remember being like, yeah, I must've been 16. Cause I, I had, I had it in my car. Like I had a cassette mm-hmm. and, uh, it was like, Oh, like it totally bridged two worlds. Like I, d- I never knew that you could be like a badass rock and roll band and also have a, and a country band like it totally made sense to me for like the stuff that I had been into and then like my upbringing yeah like and I was like this is it man this is what ah, this is the and so uh, uh, it was like life changing for me I love that record yeah love it. Um, did you by chance see them on their like their it was like a 15 year anniversary of Too Far to Care Tour no they did like I don't know like 15 dates of that maybe 15 I would have loved know. to their last date was here at Blue Light. Oh, I bet it was so awesome. And uh, I interviewed Rhett before that. And then, like, 
I, I got her to meet him before the show and we, we talked a little bit more about it and he was just like um yeah tonight's gonna be like the last time we play that record all in a row and i couldn't be more happy about that. oh really <laughs> yeah he was over uh, it huh yeah well i mean like he was like i love the songs and like we're always gonna play time bomb and we're right. always gonna play barrier reef and mm -hmm. but like i guess playing the record in a row like that just can get tired warm out yeah, yeah. I, I could believe that yeah I could totally believe that. But I, I love the idea of, like, bands doing that. Like, just playing, like, idea. the full, you know, Springsteen does it. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the river. Play the entire damn record. And then, obviously, play those The mega highlights. stuff you yeah. have to play. Uh, um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. <clears throat> we've, You know, we've always wanted to, like, uh, I know people, bands do this, you know, all the time, but I want to do it, like, get us and like a couple of other bands and maybe do um like one of your favorite records yeah that kind of thing do, yeah maybe from the like we'll pick an artist and we each do one of their records you know or something oh, like that their, the entire record yeah play it top down oh man i mean if you could get, get guys to do it and the records can't be like 20 songs long obviously because you've run out of time but yeah i think that would be really fun It'd be challenging but it would yeah. be awesome i, I talked i said uh, i was talking with eric willis and I guess like Brandon Adams and Red were right there too. And it was like, let's do a fucking Fleetwood Mac show. Oh yeah, that would be rad. Because like they, I guess Red doesn't do a Fleetwood Mac cover, but uh, Brandon obviously he does Dreams, mm -hmm. and then uh, Eric does Landslide. Mm -hmm. And I like I, Fleetwood Mac's like one of my top ten favorite bands. Oh yeah, they're and rad. I'm like, dude, let's just <clears throat> do that sometime. Dude, somebody should just like. Play rumors like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That would be so awesome. What uh, what song would you do? Uh, probably dreams, man. Dreams. I, mean, I love it so much. You know, Brooks has which one does he love the, the most? He likes um, I can't remember right now, but yeah, dreams has always been my favorite one of theirs. You know, yeah, I, mean, I know it's cliche, but to have that be your favorite, but it is. Yeah, no, but uh, I think like we suggested that Red do uh, Go Dust Woman. Yeah, he would be great at that. Yeah. Yeah, he would kill that song. Um, I think, like, my favorite Fluid Mac song, this is going to be one of those, like, no one's really ever heard this yes. song before. <laughs> because it, it was, like, cut from Rumors, but it's uh, Silver Springs, which is, like, would have been the last track, but they ended up cutting it. Oh, I haven't heard it. Oh, I'm going to play it for you right after we fucking do okay. finish this, because it is <laughs> it's so damn good. Really? And then, like, there was a version of it on uh, uh, one of their reunion tours, like that big one that happened in the 90s mm -hmm. and um like it's a, stevie nicks is singing it and she uh and like Lindsay are like looking at each other while they're singing it yeah and like it's obviously like it's obviously rumors was all about right everyone yeah. in the band but like that song is obviously a, from her perspective to him and they're like he's singing the harmonies and like but it's so many years past right that, like, they're over it but like they still have that connection. It's yeah. like, man, that is so fucking good. That's rad. Yeah. Silver Springs, huh? Yeah, I'll play it for you like in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Are you, you good? <clears throat> yeah, man. You want to keep on going? That's your, it's your, your We're going like an hour. Yeah. I don't know if what you got planned. Um, I mean, I'm just going to be here. So, yeah. We're not going to leave the blue light. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big like. Like after soundcheck, a lot of bands like to go back to the hotel or whatever and, and show up like all right before showtime. Yeah. That for some reason makes me like nervous or something. I just, I can't stand that. So I always just hang out. Stay here. Yeah. Plus, you know, have a beer yeah. or whatever. 
Yeah. So, um, Play some uh, golden tea over here. <laughs> golden tea. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's new, but it's already out of order. Yeah, I don't think it's ever been in order, actually. <laughs> um, what, year, what year is it? I don't know. On top it says it. I can't read that far. I can't see it because there's a sign in my way. I but. think it says 2016. Uh-uh. Well, we need to yeah. get, get it back in order. Do you play golf? Very, very poorly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but I'm, I'm never, I've never been very good at it. Yeah. Parker, uh, I was talking to him, I guess, two days ago. Him and Dustin played like 36 holes in one day. What? Just that the other doesn't day. sound fun. Yeah. It's Parker, too much. I was over at Parker's and he had like, you know, big sunburn across his <laughs> forehead and he just looked weathered. Oh, you know? man. That's a long time. Yeah. And that's a lot. I saw Dustin up here later that night and he was. Totally, you know, just going. Totally fine. Yeah, I was like, man, <laughs> way tougher than me. I couldn't yeah. do it. Also, I couldn't make it through thirty-six holes and not, you know, I mean, because you're drinking beer the whole time. That's part yeah. of golf. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be, be, I couldn't stand up by the end of it. Yeah. What a. Okay, like what what events would you want to go to? Not necessarily sporting sporting events, but like just, that are like on your bucket list. Would you like want to go to like the Masters or anything like that or? Yeah, I I would like to go to the Masters, you know, um, just to just to see the course. You know? Yeah, it's just it's like the most beautiful chunk of land, you know, that they mm-hmm. should be. So cool. Also, like, um, you know, I want to do, um, you know, I want to see as many ballparks as I can. But Fenway would be a, a one that I really, really want to see. Yeah, my first like, if I could afford ever afford just to fly just to watch a game only because I'm going up to that there to just see yeah. a ballpark that would be it but um speaking of bucket list stuff i am marking one off my list uh coming up so um in august that this month in like three weeks uh i've never seen bruce before ever yeah so i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna get to see him but i'm flying to new jersey to see him like oh, yeah. in new jersey <laughs> so it's gonna be right me and a, bobby duncan are going and donovan dog i had a professor who was from new jersey so he was all about Springsteen. Sure, of course. And, you know, he, he'd he seen Springsteen at least 10 times. Or so, you know what I mean? Like wow, that kind of yeah. stuff. And uh, we'd be up there, like, at paper night, getting the newspaper stuff done. And, like, one of his buddies would call and be like, hey, listen, we're at Springsteen. You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, like, just, just to call him to let him know they were yeah. watching Springsteen kind of thing. But that's a dude, like, you know, I was talking I've talked with so many people about how he's just the guy who, if he wanted, he, he could play 90 minutes sure, and be okay. Like, nobody would give him shit. No. But he always plays, like, three and a half hours. Right. Which is crazy. And he's, he's the only guy, I think, that can pull that off. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, there's, so, there's a handful of bands that can pull that off and have it still be good and interesting. But if any other band... Most any other band, I'm over it by then, man. It's yeah. like God, let's wrap this up. But I won't. Be, I won't be that way with him, obviously. But I actually think that we should. I love it when bands play short sets. Yeah, because you just get the best. You know, I think that that like, like, like I kind of think that the the days when they would be like package shows with like six bands, but they would each play like forty minutes. I think yeah. that's awesome. Like the. Like the Elvis, Johnny Cash. Days, all that stuff, yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis yeah. kind of. And just like, yeah, they would all just, you know, um, and ever have a bunch of different bands, so you get a full night's worth of music, but um, 
you know, just shorter sets because, um, I mean, you know, there are ob the obvious exceptions, but, you know, a lot of times, two hours even, I'm like, ah, this is... Yeah. I mean, you get ear fatigue. Like, it's just yeah. like... I, I agree with you to an extent. Like, yeah. sometimes, though, I just want to see, like, a band, like... Just go forever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know, hardly well, as ever. long as it's, like, they're... Like, I, I don't want them to play forever if they're just up there. Um, and it's too many covers. Or, you know what right. I mean? Like, that, that they're just doing it because. Right. Um, but, like, there's sometimes where um, they're going on for a long time or an extended period just because of the energy of the night. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. That, that, like, okay. Like, I saw, like, <clears throat> my my example would be uh, Jonathan Tyler one time played here uh -huh. and it was like a back-to-back -back night where they did two nights in a row and that second night like you would think okay it's not as, it's not going to be as good as the first yeah. night just because all these people were already here right the second night was somehow better and like he ended up playing until like 150 wow like the lights were on and stuff when they stopped but Jeez. it was just like that it was a moment you know what I mean yeah um now, I don't know if you could do that every time. Yeah, that kind of gets tiresome. But right. Well, that that is that's cool, and and I do. I'm with you on that. If if it's because, um, if it's because of it's just like a magical moment or night, then then I'm understand. You know, I think that is cool. But I don't know. Nobody can do like three and a half hours of cool or four hours of cool like Bruce can. You know. Yeah. Well, it's because he has so many. <laughs> he has so many songs. It's not just necessarily even just songs. It's so many phases. Right. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. yeah, obviously the guy has songs, but it's also like he has um, phases. Oh, sure. You know, that, sure. that work out so well. No, I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's so interesting to see guys who are um, up there in age still find stuff to write about. Mm -hmm. You know, like Springsteen. I've always – because so many guys get up there in age and then they just become a character of their self. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. They become cliché. Uh, but like Leonard Cohen, right. like, you know, that guy is like in his eighties yeah. and his, he didn't have a record for, he had like a, a gap of like 12 years between records or something like that. And then he put out two records and they were just, you know, still great. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. There's not a lot of guys can do that. I don't think, but you know, I, I don't even, I don't even think of Bruce as like aging, but he's like 60. Yeah something you know 66 or something like that yeah and it's like man you know he's not gonna i mean i don't know i hope he tours forever but that's why i'm you know i'm really sad about seeing him because like shit he'll be 70 in four years yeah like, is he gonna be running around crazy i hope so but yeah well it's a uh, look at like willie nelson you know yeah like he that's... he's gonna be a dude of course his shows are not not you know sliding he, around right you know? he, he's, <laughs> like spring he does yeah but like that's a guy who's gonna go forever. I feel. Yeah. You know, he he'll he will he will die out on the road. You know. Right. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He'll he'll never quit. I mean, that's just I guess. You know, he probably doesn't he probably doesn't know what to do. Like, it's just the only it's been his way alive for like how many years? Like, mm -hmm. you know, seventy years. Yeah. That's all he's done. So. For forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's call it. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, dude. Thanks for letting hey, me come well, on. Thank you, man. I've never done one of these.